Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Pastor Sarah Olson-Smith, what a joy to be with you. I don't know exactly why you tuned into this podcast today, but I'd bet some part of you is seeking to grow, to grow in faith or in understanding of who you are and who God is for you and this world. This longing to grow in faith is not unique to you or even to us in the 21st century. 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul wrote to his community in a bustling metropolis called Ephesus and wrote about growing into the wholeness of who God made us to be. Paul writes about how God gives us the gift of one another to help us mature, to grow up in faith. 
God uses a surprising thing to help us grow, people, people who are different from us. The diversity we have as a community of God's people with different backgrounds and ways of thinking and lived experiences, this diversity is not an obstacle to our growing in faith, but actually promotes it. So as I read from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, listen for the ways Paul writes about how we are built up into the wholeness, the fullness of ourselves. Pay attention to those words about growth and the ways of being in community that foster that growth. Here are those words from the fourth chapter of Ephesians. Paul writes, I, therefore, a prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the full measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promoting the body's growth in building itself up in love. Years ago, I was hiking in the southern Rocky Mountains through a national forest that had the season or the season before uh, been burned with a forest fire, prevalent all over the western U.S. then and now. In many ways, it was a devastating sight with black blackened, burned logs lying on the ground and kind of little pillars, spikes of black, burned ponderosa pines. But in the midst of all of it, there was some growth happening. Those first sprouts of aspen trees, knee-high, with the green leaves dancing in the wind. And there were wildflowers too, so many wildflowers, lupine and columbines, bright blue, the red of Indian paintbrush, all growing. I was hiking with a friend of mine who's a sort of amateur naturalist, and I was talking about the regrowth of the forest, and I asked when they were going to come and plant rows and rows of new ponderosa pines. 
But my friend looked around and said, look, it's already coming back, and they might come and replant some trees. But then she said, this is not a tree farm, Sarah. It's a forest. She talked about this long process of how a forest comes back to life and that it's not a tree farm with rows and rows of the exact same similar kinds of trees. But a forest is dependent on all kinds of different trees and undergrowth and other kinds of vegetation, birds and insects and animals, all necessary for the forest to thrive. I'm talking about trees in these summer months, not just because I want to spend as much time as I can in the woods these days, but because I think we often imagine that and we live into communities that are a lot more like tree farms than forests. There are tendons, there's a tendency in all of us to want to be with people who are just like us. It's a kind of default function in our lives. And so we think that being a part of a church should be the same. Folks who think like us or pray like us or act like us or look like us. An acreage of perfectly lined up matching trees. But if we take that reading I just read from Ephesians seriously, and as we look seriously at our own lives of faith and who has shaped us and formed us and how we've grown, we'll know that the church is not a tree farm but a forest, a community of all kinds of different people who bring their own kind of experiences together to form this vibrant, interdependent, diverse, and thriving community. Paul first wrote those words that Pastor Katie read to this community that was immersed in conflict. They were so polarized, many sides stuck in thinking there was room for only one kind of tree and swinging axes of anger and exclusion around to cut the other ones down. But Paul writes to them begging them to live lives worthy of the calling to which they have been called he writes about how all of us are given different graces, how there's so much diversity among us, and that we are called to use those diverse gifts for unity, encouraging all of us to keep growing into who we are in Christ. Paul reminds us that faith is not something we do alone. Faith is never a solo event. If it were an Olympic event, it would always be a team sport. We can't grow into maturity by ourselves, but we need a community of people around us. We learn how to love by loving and by being loved. We learn about patience by being with people who demonstrate patience and by those who test our patience. We learn humility by moving out of the center and putting other people's needs before our own, even as we allow other people to take care of us and we come to know and to trust and relax into Jesus' love for us by learning to trust and relax into the love of the community around us. And so much of this happens because of our differences. We rub off on each other. We can learn from each other even when we disagree and when our experiences are so different from one another. I think about this community of St. Paul and who we are and in this community, there's been those who have welcomed in a new grandbaby and others who grieve the death of a beloved one. 
Someone got a bonus and another person is facing eviction. Someone is celebrating that they've just received their citizenship papers and another is farming land that they've had in their family for six generations. Someone is bemoaning the state of politics for one reason and someone else is bemoaning the state of politics for the exact opposite reason. And here we are together in one community, this forest of faith that nurtures us and helps us grow into deeper love of God and each other. Some might think that this diversity is an obstacle to our growth or is problematic, but it's like we've got to all have this sort of ideal, pure unity, all the same tree. But that's not the kind of unity Paul describes in this letter. Instead, Paul seems to name that diversity is our greatest superpower to growth, that we, the beauty of who we are is a forest of sorts, our differences building us up both as individuals and as a community. As individuals, our own faith life is nourished in this diverse forest of faith. Our interactions with each other help us to learn and see how broad God's love is and the many ways that God's love is being manifest in people's lives. We see each other, and as we see each other, we can see the breadth of God's beauty as we notice how we, one another, that we're all made in the image of God. Our gifts are celebrated. We learn empathy and deepen our understanding and awareness beyond our own small views of the world. And others hold us accountable when our words and our actions aren't consistent with Jesus and his good news. Our individual faith grows into maturity in this diverse community. But our community itself grows. We are built up by our own differences too. Being who we are with all of our different gifts and abilities and passions helps us be the church. We've got some people who are green thumbs who can grow food to share with our neighbors, others who can wield a hammer with expertise to provide housing. Some are endlessly patient with kids and others can sit quietly and hopefully at the side of someone in the hospice house. We've got people with all kinds of different ideas of how to respond to housing shortages and cycles of poverty and how to bring wholeness and access to marginalized people. There's not one answer that can change and heal this world, just like there's not one person that can. And none of us can do the stuff of being the church on our own. Together, we can love God and love our neighbor in beautiful ways. And the key is to trust that we are all on the same road, going in the same direction with one another. One body, one Lord, one hope, one faith. Each one of us, God's beloved children, we have the same calling to love God and love this world. We're going to do it in different ways, thankfully. And we can learn from one another and encourage one another on the way. But we all know that it's not easy to be in community with people different from us. So Paul tells us the ways of being that, help can, that can help us nurture this way of being community together. 
humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love. This is how we guard the unity that we have in Jesus, by interpreting one another's actions in the best possible light, by being quick to mend bridges, by being open to learn, by speaking truth in love. We can grow together and with each other like various parts of a forest. When I was in college, I spent a semester in Port Elizabeth, South Africa, just five years after the fall of apartheid. There's so much hope with Nelson Mandela's election and all the new possibilities, and still so much separateness and prejudice and struggle. But somehow I met somebody who invited me to participate in this non-denominational evangelical church. And while I disagreed with some of their theology, it was this one community I found where there were people of every color and class and background gathered for worship and study and community. I remember one of our Bible studies is that we were leaving and there was a woman there who was there for the first time and had just kind of was just learning about Jesus, wasn't raised in faith. And I remember her saying, I don't know a lot about this Jesus, but if he can bring all of us together in one place and we end up laughing and sharing and eating dessert together, then there must be something to this Jesus. Our unity can be a witness to the power of Christ. Not that we're watered down into some kind of sameness, but instead that Christ holds us together with all of our different experiences and passions and commitments and uses those things to bring about more love and more goodness and more abundant life for our neighbors and for this world. The point isn't to be a tree farm of all the same kinds of trees, which are great for the holidays, but are neither sustainable or attractive. But to be a forest, even when we don't agree on everything, we can keep growing in Jesus and growing up in our love for Jesus and this world. What a gift it is for us to keep on working together, as Paul said, to build up the body of Christ so we can come to unity and faith and understanding of Jesus, promoting the bodies or the forest's growth by building it up in love. Amen.
Now we turn to God in prayer, saying those words Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Now may God bless you, not only with abundant grace and unceasing mercy, but also with the gift of people different from you, so that you may be knit together into Christ's beloved community and be built up into the fullness of the person God made you to be. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way, you feel a part of that outreach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.